And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital uh, 5 Minute Morning Miner on Wednesday the 30th of November. It's the last day of November. Tomorrow we start December. You can all get your advent calendars out tonight. You got an advent calendar, Paul? Yes, we do. We sure do. Very good. Uh, right, we didn't do a podcast yesterday because obviously we were holding the uh, Aquis Showcase event and Britain's Got Aquis competition. Uh, there were two mining clients in the Britain's Got Aquis competition. There was Tectonic Gold and Guanajuato Silver. Guanajuato Silver actually did win uh, its round and got to the final. Uh, James Anderson gave a fantastic uh, presentation, actually very upbeat. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't win in the final, uh, mainly because I think the four judges uh, find mining a difficult sector. Um, having said that, I think what really did come across was how quickly James has taken assets and put them back into production. So one of the uh, one of the judges did say to me, um, there's a few uh, places he'd love to see James actually working to put mines back into production very quickly. Anyway, that was yesterday. Um, let's turn to today. Obviously, you're up at Mines and Money again, aren't you, Paul? I sure am. Yes, that's for sure. And awfully busy schedule, too. Uh, good. Well, hopefully meeting some good companies. Uh, what do you what do you want to mention this morning in terms of news flow? Well, we already had Guadalajara Silver, and they put a press release out this morning uh, here for Q3 and nine month production results. Uh, record production here, seven hundred thousand equivalent ounces of, in the quarter, which is up a hundred and seven percent quarter on quarter again because of the. Uh, putting assets back into production here from that acquisition from uh, Great Panther. Cash costs were down by 19% as a result of $13.86 per silver equivalent ounce and all in sustaining costs also down by a similar percentage to $19.53. Cash on hand at $6.4 million and they did have a significant cost increase per ton, and that's because uh, they have added uh, one project, specifically uh, where the Topia operating Topia mine, where the uh, mining uh, widths are much narrower, so the actual costs uh, uh, are higher, and they do need to put some additional work in at Topia in order to reduce the Walrock uh, dilution. They did have a significant loss over the period, which you would expect, I would say, because of bringing old sites into production with those attributable startup costs. But I would say that those losses will switch over to profits in due course in coming months as they get the startup costs behind them and get into regular steady state production on these. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we're, we're marking them as well at the moment. So if anybody wants to know more on that, then do let us know. Uh, what else caught your eye, Paul? Well, we uh, also had uh, news out from Greatland Gold. Uh, people that have been long-term retail shareholders of Greatland Gold would uh, remember their assets uh, called Fire Tower and uh, Waranina. And uh, they have a, a made a deal in order to uh, exit uh, Tasmania uh, to uh, with those assets going over to Flynn Gold. Uh, Flynn Gold being an ASX uh, early stage company doing uh, early stage exploration across ta- uh, Tasmania. So uh, that's a little bit of a legacy uh, change on uh, Greatland Gold's part as they will focus only on exploration projects in Australia now. 
Okay, uh, it's, it's it's a sort of a, it's a small thing, but Mikango Resources also they released their financial statements at management discussion, don't they? Which they do. It goes yes, up they with sure yeah, they didn't put them out, those numbers out on the press release itself and instead of uh, provided links into the SATER filing because they are uh, dual listed in uh, on the TSX. So those are the formalized accounts which get pointed to a SATER. So just have a look there. OK, anything else you want to uh, quickly mention, Paul? Well, people, of course, remember the merger of Elemental and Altus uh, back uh, here this uh, last several months ago, and uh, Elemental Altus also the uh, as a royalty company now putting out three and nine month statements. A record adjusted revenues of 3.4 million because they've added a couple of uh, different uh, uh, portfolio assets into the uh, revenue generating ca category, such as the Ming Mine uh, Royalty in Newfoundland and the uh, Mercedes Gold Mine in Mexico. So uh, definitely looking uh, much uh, stronger and more sustainable now uh, on the operating side of uh, Elemental Altus. Uh, yeah, look, obviously it was a, it was a sensible merger. Um, but of course, it has left um, UK shareholders um, because Altus was listed in the UK, stranded somewhat because they can't, most of them own TSX stock. Uh, actually, what they should do, of course, is dual list uh, on the Acris exchange, which uh, we can do for a very uh, pragmatic price. Uh, it's very easy uh, in the same way that we did for Guanajuato Silver. Uh, and that would actually solve the issue for all of their UK shareholders uh, and get them a London following. So if you're listening, Elemental Altus, and if you're not, why not? Uh, that is what you should do. Actually, I do know that we've already suggested it to you, but do come in and talk to us and we can do it very quickly for you and keep all your shareholders happy. And we do like happy shareholders. Uh, Paul, I'll let you get on and go to Mines and Money and uh, we'll talk again tomorrow and you can maybe tell us what your top tips were from Mines and Money. Very good, Seth, shall do.